0: Still, not sponsored by Duncan. It's the Woodworking Morning Show. What up? What's up? Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It is the morning show.
1: <laughs> the Woodworking morning show.
0: Yeah, not to be confused with other morning shows. Copycat morning shows that you might find on television. <laughs> this is the this is the real morning show. Well, uh, yeah. What day is it? Friday. I don't.
1: I don't know anymore. It's Friday. Does it's it been matter? a great week. Does it mean-
0: it doesn't matter because Friday is the day that everyone in the neighborhood gets their lawn cut. <laughs> this is true. Uh, Friday mornings when we do this show. Uh, oh boy. So, hey, I have some people to thank. Uh, we they do. helped us out over on Patreon specifically. You might have seen their names at the uh, title screen there Michael Frace, Brent, or yeah, Brent Dyer, Alec at. <laughs> I'm terrible <laughs> at this job. You're. you're,
1: you're uh, I'm rubbing off on you, honey. Alec. I'm at, rubbing off
0: on you. But, these, but it's like. <laughs> i expect the name to be alex but yeah. it's alec, alec right it's screwing me up at Owlhead wood company john indirdin
1: <laughs> jeremiah
0: Corum, <laughs> and matthew powers uh thank you everybody for helping us out hey. we appreciate it
1: and we got some new memberships
0: and mm. uh the you're
1: talking YouTube. about the whole
0: um youtube thing, I, yeah?
1: I set it up
0: it's a whole thing guys
1: i i had somebody i i commissioned somebody to make Cute little avatars. Mm -hmm. So if you are, if you're on there. Uh, I don't have their names up yet, so uh, okay, that's fine. I'm I'm just trying to get into the chat.
0: So, just to give you an idea, we do have this membership thing starting uh, that you can participate in. It's totally optional. It's just like the Patreon thing, except for some people don't want to be on Patreon. That's perfectly fine.
1: And it's just a dollar ninety nine. We
0: just have one level, one
1: penny less than the Patreon. Yeah, you could save
0: a penny if you go over to uh, <laughs> if you go over to YouTube, uh, uh, but it still gets you access to the after show. It right? does. just like it, it does yeah. on Patreon. So. Yeah. Trying to keep them equivalent until we figure things out, right? Yep.
1: And we might do more with the memberships, but right now um, you get like a little avatar next to your name.
0: We're just dipping our toes in the water. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I've got a quick public service announcement. Oh, by yeah. public service, it's actually just the service to me. Okay. There's a guy by the name of David Talbot uh-huh. in Australia. Yes. And I think we also have a David Talbot in the US. David I'm sure Talbot, there's many
1: David Talbots.
0: In Australia specifically, If you watch this show, you might, I don't know, please stop using my email address when you make purchases at eBay.
1: (laughs) Did he do it again?
0: He's driving me crazy. I'm telling you,
1: give it to me and I will, I'll change his password. It
0: doesn't work that way. He doesn't have an account. They allow you to check out as a guest. So I have an account with that email. Right, So when I go to eBay and I try to call them and I deal with this, my account is there. He's checking out as a guest and they don't restrict him from using an email that's already a registered user that seems it's and i've called ebay i've talked to them it's the stupidest thing david stop using my email address it is not yours yeah you're not going to get the you're notifications not, you're not
1: get, like you're not getting the information I'm you i'm getting
0: need. he's buying tons of stuff on ebay yeah what's I'm he getting, buying i'm getting sale notifications i'm getting notifications from his post office when mm-hmm. his package leaves it's fantastic nice and there's like very little recourse right other than david talbot Changing his email address <laughs> to the so, correct one.
1: When I, when I rolled out the memberships on YouTube, we had 2 signups.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I wanted to say thank you. We'll, we'll do a formal thank you next week, too. So
0: then Chris you doing it now? Chris
1: Kling, Klingerman, I'm going to say thank you, Chris, because you were my first uh, sign-up. I'm just wow. saying, I'm giving Chris a special thank okay, you. that's good. Because he was the first. And I told him he could now say on all of our videos, first. First
0: and actually be true. <laughs> okay, let's get some of this stuff down Oh, yeah, here. yeah. We got some
1: We got some gifts. Oh, promote where's your two-camera setup? A
0: book. Oh. Not here, Nicole. Not
1: here. Uh,
0: promoting a book for our buddy Bill Durand Yay, over at Punish Bill! Props. If you do like prop making or cosplay, uh, this is great stuff. Bill does amazing work. Uh, this is his new book called Foamsmith 3, and it's a very uh, detailed instructional book on how to make uh, helmets, crowns, Mm -hmm. and masks. So great job. We've leafed through it a number of times, Bill. You know we don't uh, make these things, but it's super fun. It
1: makes me want to, though.
0: It's uh, There's some cool stuff in here. I could do that. So anyway, Punish Props. Their website is PunishProps.com, right?
1: PunishProps.com. And he has the Punish Props Academy, which is kind of like the guild a little bit, Mm -hmm. where he does more in-depth tutorials and training.
0: That's awesome. So I know it's not woodworking, but you guys appreciate good craftsmanship. Go check out Punish Props. Yeah. And uh, one little thank you. This is this is the cutting board that makes your brain we got, explode.
1: We got this in a Chewy box and Mark goes, I thought we skipped Chewy this I month. I skipped
0: the auto ship this month. I'm like, what the heck is that thing doing out there? And it's like, oh, Alex Snodgrass just reused the Chewy box to Aww. ship this to me. Uh, I guess he's gotten tired of seeing my... Plain cutting board on mm. my barbecue channel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is Alex Snodgrass's 3D cutting board. We have a little mini one of these. I love the it. It's perfect. So Alex, thank you so much. The smell. I think does he, he used some these? kind of a, a citrusy finish. Does,
1: does he sell these?
0: I'm not really sure if he sells them or if he just makes them as gifts. I know he's got a DVD yeah. on how to produce these. But if that doesn't make your, your brain hurt a little bit, I don't know what would. Ooh. And it also has, everyone says, uh, reminds me of q
1: Oh, it does a little bit. Yeah. yeah,
0: when you see it when you when oh. your eye sees the cubes. That was a frustrating video game. I, I used to love it,
1: just it. Would eat quarters. Yep,
0: I would blow lots of quarters on there. Yeah. All right, so anyway, Alex Snodgrass, thank you so much, man. I really, really appreciate it. I didn't
1: realize there was an Alex Snodgrass who was a female. A woman.
0: A woman writer, yeah, apparently. She's a she's food, a like food foodie. writer. Huh? Mm. <laughs> Love those foodies. Mm-hmm. You know, we should have a, there should be people who, you know, it's, it's like food is something you need to do, right? Yeah. It's part of survival. We have to do it, but they are specialists in yeah. it. Do we have like breathies? Like I people t- who just focus on breathing yes, good air. Good that's called meditation. Air? No, no. Like, I want, like the canned air from Spaceballs. <laughs>
1: Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, I just wanted to say thank you to David Lee Archball. He's in the, the membership club for mm. the
0: bonus show. Wonderful. There you go. Thanks, David. Okay, I got a lot of questions. You here. do have questions. I lot got of some time. Patreon questions. Nicole's going to grab questions from the live YouTube chat room, as we uh, always appreciate you guys hanging out with us live. Okay, Ryan wrote in. He said, I've started to fill my house with furniture that I've built and I'm running out of things to build that we need. What do you do with the stuff that you build that you no longer want or use? Do you sell it, give it away, or you just keep everything? Give it away, give it away now. Well, for us, it's a combination of things. I, I very rarely sell the stuff that I've built. Uh, if I've had it for a long time, maybe we're at a different life stage. We don't need that kid thing that I made. Mm-hmm. Uh, we give it to someone, typically. We pass it around. Yep. The kitchen... Uh, whoa, almost said the... No, uh,
1: don't say it. Don't, don't want it, to
0: say the wrong don't thing. Don't say the word. <clears throat> the kid's kitchen step stepstool. <laughs> uh, that has been in a few different homes and it circled back and now it's back in our, yeah. our house again. So and it might go back out <clears throat> again. It might. So yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where if I have built it, I guess there, there's certainly nothing wrong with selling it. I mean, if you could find someone who's an interested buyer, but I personally, once I build something, I tend to not be that attached to it. hmm you know, like the, the, the two-person gaming table that we made, the mahogany table that's in the basement. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just sitting in the basement. No I was like, one's... which
1: table? I don't...
0: Yeah, no one's doing anything with it. It's really kind of a singular I purpose. No,
1: I have it set up for the kids for online learning.
0: Uh-huh. Well, you do now just because this thing happened. But for the last four years, it's been sitting there doing nothing.
1: been sitting there.
0: So I look at that and I go... If we can't find someone to give it to, it's really big. It's in the way. I'm perfectly happy taking it apart and salvaging like material from it. <laughs> I would do that in a heartbeat. I just, I honestly don't have a whole lot of um, emotional attachment to things after I build them. I don't know why.
1: You're dead inside.
0: Maybe, maybe that's what it is. I guess I won't let him. I won't let it. I'm like, no. <clears throat> I don't see it as precious because I could build it again. Yeah. And I would probably build it better now that I'm, you know, X years older and mm-hmm. uh, more experienced. At least that's what I tell myself.
1: Uh, thank you, John eider <laughs> D- In Durienden,
0: I <laughs> in think. In
1: <Dorenden. laughs> Welcome. Welcome and thank you. Uh,
0: John was in the uh, Patreon list as well. Oh, well, John, you're double dipping. You're double dipping or changing sides, <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> Okay, uh, you have a question from the chat?
1: I always have questions from the chat. Well, let's uh, hit it. This one is from, oh, where are my notes? Greg Lamping, Fuji Q5 question. I'm trying to decide between the Q5 and the Q4 and wanted to know, does the speed control what? Well,
0: what are you doing? I'm lamping. <laughs> You want know talking about? Oh, from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Larry. David. I'm lamping. <laughs> Sorry. All right, Gregory. Uh Fuji Q5. I wonder
1: if he's heard that joke before.
0: I don't know, but don't look up. It's probably yeah. clips of it.
1: Yeah, look look up um, with JB Smooth.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I'm lamping. I'm lamping. Okay.
1: Okay. He's asking about the Q uh, Q5 uh, speed control and effect of the noise level.
0: Oh. Um. You know, I haven't really noticed a huge effect on noise level when it comes to that. These things always sound like a slightly muffled vacuum cleaner. So, you know, whether it's high speed or low speed, you might change the tone a little bit, but I think it's still kind of just as loud. Uh It's not, you know, unbearably loud, especially the Q series. Q stands for quiet in the Fuji line. Um, so, but I don't think you're going to be like, oh, this is so much less annoying. But if you
1: compared it to like, say the Q3, three to five, maybe.
0: I don't Um, know. They all, again, they all sound like vacuum cleaners. If you're standing next to it, you want ear protection on. Um, but he may have other concerns. Maybe there's people in the house. Right. Maybe a baby's sleeping right above them. I don't know. Right.
1: (laughs) Maybe you're working in a apartment. Uh, Robert Price, thank you for your super chat. He said, finally have dedicated power run to my shop. So here's some money for you, cuz why not? <laughs> Thank I you. I didn't have any money
0: left. Yeah, That's right? an expensive it's endeavor. Very, running mm-hmm. power. Ugh. Remember when feels we did good. that in Arizona? Yeah, it feels good
1: when, when it's over. It was a
0: nightmare in Arizona because it was, wasn't just running from the main panel to make a sub panel. We had to upgrade the line, uh-huh. which went to the main box. That was like, oh, that was a whole thing. Whole thing, Nicole. It's a whole thing. Brent Dyer wrote in, uh, he says, I'm planning on building a mobile cart for my MFT with the bottom cabinet serving as storage for all my handheld power tools. My shop is a shared space and, uh, to keep little curious hands safe. All the power tools need to be under lock and key for the main part of the cabinet where the power tools will be stored. I was thinking about making a door similar to the door on a barrister's bookcase project. Uh, so it's about 24 by 36, three quarter inch thick doors. Um, so he wants to know, should I beef up the door and the peg thickness, split it into smaller doors? I like the idea of one big door that can slide out of the way and then leave it open while working. So I gave this some thought. And I got to tell you, I don't love the barrister bookcase doors. Mm-hmm. You know, they're air- I do. Yeah. Well, but it's, one did break. I, I don't find it to be super practical. Three years for you to fix it. <laughs> yeah, what I don't like about it is, number one, you, you come up, you take up that height. You could have something that's too tall. You might not you know necessarily realize it, so you bring the door up, you go to push it back and smack, you bang into it. Um, you also have a little bit of a side to side sort of situation, so the bigger the door gets, it can be a little bit tricky to balance that door in that space so that it doesn't you know want to want to tweak as you're pushing it and then get stuck so I don't think functionally speaking, especially in a shop space where everything's bigger, heavier gets knocked around I don't think it's a great solution that said, if you do it, make sure you look into pre-made metal hardware. I didn't do this on a barrister bookcase. I made my own, you know, I sort of cobbled together my own solution with dowels and a nice little track. It worked. Uh, But I think if you can find some good hardware, you might be better off. You might find that the the, the door is actually a little bit more balanced and able to handle a bigger door. I think an even better solution for you is something like this. Take a look at this. This is You'll, you'll find different versions of this. There's different brands. It's like a, a pocket door slide for a hideaway door. So essentially it looks like a regular door. You would have one on each side so it would be you know, two doors. You open up the door and then it actually slides back on that track. The reason I like that is because now you can kind of open the doors then they disappear to the sides. You don't have this big door that gravity can kind of just knock down if you're not careful. I really like the idea of the pocket doors on the sides. So... That's what I would encourage you to do. I don't know if it's going to fit into your plan, but look into that as an alternative.
1: So I, I just want to say I really don't like what... I don't like the uncertainty of what YouTube's doing with the, the resolution. We're at uh, the the resolution's 480 again. Again? And I can't up it. I I haven't figured it out.
0: There's nothing but, we can do. But
1: uh, Matt Estella is live. He likes streams for five hours.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and he's at 720. And it's really annoying me.
0: <laughs> so, we're, yeah, we're trying to push I'll, out at 1080. I'll look why, <laughs> but
1: I don't have any control on what you see as far as your options yeah. of resolution.
0: That's a real bummer.
1: But even after we're done recording, you would think it would it, they would process it at a higher rate.
0: Yeah, thing. like they were holding on to yeah. the feed and I don't
1: know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I wish I knew more.
0: It's YouTube's world and we're just playing it. <laughs>
1: I'll look into it though. Uh,
0: did you? Okay. I got Yeah, I got a couple more okay. here. Uh, Sebastian wrote in. He says, you did an Instagram post asking for advice on how to clean your dust collector filters. Did you get, any, uh, get a chance to try any of those tips yet? I need to clean mine. Um, Current process consists of going into the middle of nowhere and using a leaf blower to blow the dust out of the filters. There has to be a better way. I actually think that's one of the best ways. If you can find a space where it's safe, and legal to take the filter.
1: We're going to go out in the field and blow it
0: out. There's just not that many places for us to do it around here. Uh, It's not like Arizona where everything was already covered in dust, (laughs) so it didn't matter. Uh, But yeah, throw that thing on the ground. Make sure you got some uh, protection for yourself there and just blow the crap out of that thing. Uh, The solution that I... put
1: a bag around it, right? Yeah, the solution
0: I found that seemed to be the most reasonable was to kind of like bungee cord a trash bag to one end and do that same process, either with some, you know, well, compressed air might be a little bit too much because you can't you can't get far enough away. And as you get closer, it might be too much pressure. Uh, but again, leaf blower. And then you sort of blow everything into the trash, uh, trash bag. I don't know how well that would work. I haven't had a chance to try it. It seems like a reasonable possibility. We have a kid.
1: Okay, I'll be back.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, the, what? It's a reasonable solution but I don't know how well it's going to work. My fear is that, you know, that's a lot of air blowing out of there. Is it going to inflate and then possibly pop off? And then you just have a nasty mess. So I don't know. And I got to tell you that thing is ready to be cleaned. I've been running the CNC. Well, ever since I got the CNC, all we've been doing is MDF templates and MDF is the worst, right? So there's tons of MDF caked into that filter. I'm just afraid of what I'm going to see when I, when I pop in there and and try to clean it out. Um, I would love to know from the chat, though, if any of you have really good solutions for how to effectively clean a filter stack that, you know, if you're in a neighborhood and you don't want dust, you know, a plume of dust above your house, what solutions do you have for for getting that thing clean? Uh, And I got to say, just kind of, you know, maybe hitting it from the outside sometimes you can kind of tap on it and try to knock some dust out or hit it with compressed air from the outside. I think that can work as like a regular occasional maintenance sort of thing but I don't think it works for like a deep down cleaning. All right. Got one here from Jack. Jack Dalby. Where am I? Okay. My question for Mark is what are some helpful devices, jigs, things that help you in the shop with material handling? It's a great question. I finally got a track saw, some tables that go up and down, and a lifting cart from Harbor Freight to help me move heavy stuff. I'm working on getting everything on double locking casters and getting the shop organized. I also have a hook strap for picking up sheet goods. I live alone and have a bad neck, back, and hip, so lifting, bending, looking down, and repetitive motions are not my friends. Terrific for a hobbyist woodworker, right? Um, I'm just trying to make sure that I have all of my bases covered so that I don't have anything stupid or do anything stupid like trying to move a big sheet of ply and drop it, trying to balance something awkwardly and drop it or create an unsafe situation. Any tips? Okay, so I only have two here that are portable enough to show you in this format. And you mentioned the track saw. One of my favorite things to do is to break down sheet goods on the floor. Right. Break it down. Everything wants to go to the floor anyway. So if you got a big four by eight sheet, you throw some insulation boards down, something to bring it off of the ground uh, that you can cut through, and you put the plywood on top of that. Now you can break it down into smaller pieces that you can easily lift and bring to other tools. That's just my preferred way to do that. The other thing I like to do, as simple as it is, gloves. Gloves. A lot of people don't, you know, especially in the wood shop, we often you know, don't want to wear gloves or discourage people from wearing gloves because gloves around power tools most of the time is a no-no. You don't want something that can get caught in a spinning blade. But if you have tools or if you have gloves on for (laughs) material handling, grip is everything. So if you're trying to pick up a big sheet of plywood, you're really putting a lot of pressure on your hands to hold onto something like that. But if you have a set of gloves, not only are you less likely to get splinters, but you get a better grip. And suddenly when you have a better grip, now you can just focus on the muscles that really count to lift these things instead of focusing on your hand muscles. So gloves are critical. And I promoted this in the past. Mm-hmm. This is, I, um, put it,
1: I put it in the, our sto- Amazon store too.
0: This may be one of the oldest things in my mm-hmm. shop that I've had for one of the, you know, probably the longest span of time. It's the Gorilla Gripper, and they have a couple different versions of this now. Seems there's gimmicky. a lot of
1: knockoffs too. This yes. is I like supporting Gorilla Gripper because they he invented it.
0: I bet you you could find like Thingiverse 3D printing yeah things for something like this, right? Yeah. But anyway, this particular one, I believe it's aluminum. The idea is you put your sheet of ply in there. Now this handle is here. So what you could do, you lock your arm in place, and you could bend your knees, right? So you basically keep everything firm up here but then you just stand up and now the weight of a sheet of plywood has been transferred to your legs. Now, I don't think you're going to want to walk too far with this thing because it's pretty darn awkward but it puts the the, the pressure where it's it's best in the uh-huh. sense of like not hurting yourself. And just like the old commercials, do you remember those, Nicole? No. Where the uh, attractive lady, we'll call her, would oh, go on the job site yeah. and she's and there's like... Look, even a girl can And she's do going it. like... <laughs> <laughs> walking with her sheet of plywood. Meanwhile, it's actually just a, uh, a 4 by 8 sheet of laminate. <laughs> she's walking with she's like, up. it's so light.
1: Get out of here. So anyway, Gorilla <laughs> Gripper, good solution. Yep, I put a link in the chat and we'll probably have it in the show notes too. Um, yeah,
0: this is something that you got to think about. You know, we're not getting any younger and a lot of times these materials can be, especially if you're doing a lot of plywood, that stuff can be hard to move around. So having shop carts, Things for mobility, uh, you know, a good hand truck or a convertible hand truck like mm-hmm, I've got. Mm-hmm. So you can go flat with it or you can stay vertical. Uh, these are really important things as time goes on because it's just getting, you know, it'll get harder and harder to, to move these things around safely.
1: Cody Davis asked me, how do we become a member on oh, YouTube? So if you're watching on a computer, we have us in this frame. Right below is a little join button. Also, if you're in the chat, there should be like an emoji A little happy face, Mm -hmm. and if you click on that happy face, we have three new little custom emojis, (laughs) and there's mine, and I'll I'll show you. And it'll be a lock, so if you try to use one of the the one of me or Mark, it'll say, "Hey, you can get these emojis by joining." That easy.
0: I got to tell you, I usually have my finger on the pulse of what woodworkers want, (laughs) and I got to say, woodworkers are clamoring for more emojis Nicole, <laughs> in chat rooms hey, I, I cute? It's this
1: so cute.
0: is this is something people are looking for we're just providing what him. they I, ask for. i was
1: having fun with look here's mark hey uh, yeah see david's using it he's we he found you oh there he is nice job david
0: <laughs> okay uh larry larry grice simple question how much longer must we wait for the big green egg table plans my egg needs a new nest Okay, so it delights me and frustrates me at the same time to be able to say that this has been out for several months, Larry. Larry. It delights me because I have a very quick answer. The plans are there. They've been there. Go get them. Uh, But it also frustrates me because it makes me want to like figure out why you don't know that they're there. Where did we fail in the communication stream? Letting Larry know that these have been there since May. Aww. So Larry, go check it out. I gave you the link in Patreon too if you want to go see that. Uh, big Green Egg <laughs> Table Plans.
1: Tim J.B. is so true. Now, woodworkers want stickers, not emojis. Mm. <laughs> Sticker trade.
0: Well, look. Whatever. You get what you get. All right? <laughs> you get what you get. <laughs> you get what you get. And you don't throw a fit. And you,
1: <laughs> is that, is that what here? I think so.
0: You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Yep. That's yeah. it. <laughs> okay. I said get. get it doesn't rhyme. Get. Okay. You got questions for me? I, I, only have, lot, a couple I more. have
1: lots and lots and lots and lots. I and only have
0: one more from Patreon.
1: I have a super chat here from...
0: So we already did Robert, uh, Ben, Ben Bodner's in the chat. Oh, Dr. Ben Bodner, Esquire, friends. Everyone say hi to Dr. Ben. Ben's not really a doctor.
1: We just have a, I thought he was, I don't know why. He's
0: a a doctor that uh, at the end of the procedure, he immediately gives you an invoice with his hourly rate. (laughs) There you go. The worst kind of doctor. Uh, He
1: said he hasn't been able to catch the show in a few weeks. Hi, hope you guys are doing well. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're drinking coffee.
0: We're drinking coffee. Someone asked me how we were doing. I had to help
1: my kid with a controller just then.
0: Yeah, someone asked how the family's doing. Everybody okay. I'm like, look, we all woke up this morning. That's a good start.
1: (laughs) Eventually we'll yell at each other. (laughs) Eventually. It'll happen. You know. I'll
0: get frustrated. Someone's going to yell. Okay, uh, Mike Davies. Mike. Says, would love to see an in-depth video on your sharpening regimen for chisels and plane blades. I found, um, found one on the channel, but let's say it's not up to your current production standards and you always say you reserve the right to change your mind on things. Any chance of an update? Yeah, I think so. I have a video that is a live. This is what he's talking about. It's a live video about my sharpening system. The problem is it was captured from a live video. So mm-hmm. it, like you think this live stream looks bad? <laughs> Go look at that one, right? That was I think before YouTube did live.
1: I love, I love it when uh, people comment on like 2007 videos. Oh, this quality is awful.
0: You're right. You should have seen it in 2007. It looked great. Uh, So I probably will do an updated sharpening video. um, Just for the sake of like having my system in a good quality video. We do have one video called 60 Seconds to Sharp. That's on the website right now. You can check it out. It's an abbreviated look at how I take a chisel that's already been, you know, sort of gone through that beginning process, but it's now dull. I just need to sharpen it. So I wanted to show how with a jig, with a particular stone, here's how I get my chisel sharp on a routine basis. So that'll give you some of those answers, but yeah, I'm I'm due for something like that. Uh, You know, the problem with sharpening is there's, I get a lot of gadgets, right? And just doing what I do, I get some stuff sent to me for testing, review, uh, or just to give my opinion, and a lot of times these things, I'm like, for instance, the woodpecker sharpening setup, right? Super expensive, but it actually is pretty darn good. The problem is, I like using it, right? So far, I've I've used it on a number of things. It's one of the few jigs that, you know, kind of holds me perfectly square, so my plane blades and 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 um, you know chisels are nice and square at the tip. The problem is, I I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think that that's a regular item yet. That's still something that they did as a one-time tool. So I can't use that tool in front of other people and be like, yeah, look what I've got. Like no one else can get it now. So it's a whole thing. I'm just going to go freehand from now on. <laughs> it's really the way to go, honestly.
1: Is that what you do when you're in, in uh, the kitchen chunking everything up with the... Oh yeah,
0: yeah. When I'm doing my sh- sharpening, my little... Sh-
1: I'm like, ah, oh, he's back.
0: <laughs> oh, the sharpening guy back. The guy's back. You hate back. it when the sharpening guy comes.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. We got um, Tim JB. Since it's been a year or two now since you built the bunk bed, how's the Rubio Monaco holding up over the Osmo that you, you've you used on other things? It's great. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, a bunk bed doesn't get, I mean, in the sense of like kids jumping on it, it gets abused. But in the sense of the finish being abused, it's just around the bed, <laughs> right? over there going, ah. Well, you any given time in the middle of the night you might walk in and he's like sleep licking the post on the bed no, he's not. like that so there might be a couple of bare spots but you know i actually marvel over that finish uh, every time I'm laying in bed with my son and reading him stories, uh, because it's just it's so smooth, mm-hmm. and I just like a lot of times we lay on the bottom. He just sit there
1: and crush you. He your doesn't your like bed. sleeping
0: on the top. You think kids get excited about sleeping on a top bunk? Yeah, no. He's not into it. He wants to be on the lower bed. But if put he my... had to
1: fight his sister over it, he would want the top. Oh sure,
0: if they were in the same like, room.
1: If they had to compete over because she would want to be on the top, and then therefore he would want to be on the top. Right.
0: So. Well, I like to grab my foot with my sock on and I rub my foot back and forth on the rail because it's just so smooth. So it's holding up great. Uh, As it compares to Osmo products, I don't have a comparable piece of furniture that's finished with Osmo, but everything I finish with Osmo is holding up just as well. I think those finishes are very, very similar. Someone mentioned in the guild doing some kind of a shootout between hard wax oil, similar to the wiping varnish shootout that we did a couple years ago. And... um, I mean, I, I, maybe I'll change my mind on this in the future, but my problem with the hard wax oils is they're a subset of finishes, right? So if you're comparing a hard wax oil to a varnish, to a lacquer, to a shellac, there's big differences. And we can do tests that will, you know, sort of show you what makes that type of finish different. But once you get down within the subcategory of hard wax oils, and you're comparing Osmo to Rubio to Livos to Odis that is a little bit harder to do because they're all so similar. They are all so similar. And the tests that you do to these things aren't really going to show you a whole lot because they're not really thick, durable finishes. That's not the intention, right? So it's it's, it's, a, it's a very difficult thing for me to do a shootout on simply because the differences are much more minor.
1: Uh, I got a super chat here from Kevin Windsor. Hi, Kevin. Uh, he connects a shot vac to the port on the bottom of his Oneida filter. Mm-hmm. Thump on it. Thump it on the outside. Boom, boom, boom.
0: Yeah. That, that would get me to a certain point, but the stuff that I've got, that MDF dust is really lodged and caked in those pleats yeah. that just simple like smacking on it isn't going to get it all out. Yeah. But I think for routine maintenance, that's probably something I should do.
1: Mm-hmm. Benji says, can you talk about the quality of Laguna Tools?
0: Nope. No. Because <laughs> we don't have any. I don't, yeah, I don't own any Laguna tools. Um, I've, you know, for the most part, my experience, third party sort of experience and third hand experience with Laguna has been that they make good products. I don't know much about them though. So I, I wish I could give you more than that. Yeah, especially after <clears throat> Super Chat. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Well, yeah. anyone in the chat room, you got experience with Laguna?
1: Yeah. I mean, I... I got nothing I, bad to say about I it. Mean, just seeing talks in the Gill group. There's people that like their Lagunas, and some people have bad, you know, problems. And it's or... said
0: for any brand.
1: Yeah. Find out I mean... with
0: Powermatic. You'll find out with Jet. You'll find it with Grizzly. Everybody makes lemons once in a while.
1: Yep. Uh, okay, I got more questions. You got more questions, or you, you want them all from me?
0: Um, <laughs> you. you. I'm done. Or
1: if you haven't, you see a question, throw it up on the the screen. I always like that.
0: Uh, okay, well, let's hit Bill's question. Bill Palmer says, "Installing a maple floor in a bathroom, polyurethane as a sealer." Thank you, Bill. It's a tricky question.
1: It's polyurethane, very toxic. Well, <clears throat> like smelly.
0: You don't want to take shots of it, Nicole. You don't want to brush your teeth with it. If you know I'm, I'm saying,
1: saying, if he puts it on the floor, is he going to stink out his whole family, and yep. then they're going to have to go to the hotel? Sure. Is that what Jim used on his?
0: No, they well, they use water-based. Which it is ought. supposed to be a little bit better, but it, it was it, still brutal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, polyurethane is fine for a floor. Traditional polyurethane finishes for floors are very high solids, very durable finishes, but it's a plastic film. Uh, these days, a lot of people trends are moving toward lighter duty finishes that look a little more natural, right? Duty. So we just talked <laughs> about some hard wax oils. Those are good solutions for uh, for floors. Are they going to be as durable as polyurethane? Absolutely not. They're not intended to be, right? But it's a more natural look uh, that lets the wood look more like wood as opposed to wood with a plastic sheet over it. So if you like the look and you're comfortable with the application, you're comfortable with the dry time and the smells, all those things associated with it, uh, have at it. It's that uh, many, many wood floors are covered in some form of a polyurethane.
1: So Scott uh, Reichinger says, uh, Mark, Sounds great. Two weeks in a row, I guess the milk is bad for his throat. I have to agree. What? I know you don't, I know you want
0: milk. What yeah. I want is perfection. <laughs> I want to be able to sing like Pavarotti <laughs> on Friday mornings and you're I'm still me, not there. You're
1: making me laugh like... I'm making like, me wheeze.
0: Uh, like that, cat, that cartoon cat.
1: <laughs> no, it's the dog from,
0: uh, oh, from that's the Hanna-Barbera. That's what I'm thinking of, and not the cat, the dog. <laughs> that stupid uh, wheezy dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what the
1: dog, what's that dog's <clears throat> name? we would just watched the movie Scoob and let's call was
0: Wheezy it. <laughs> no it wasn't Wheezy so here's my verdict on the milk um, and dairy I think it might make things a little bit better yeah, if I lay I off it, the I milk think and dairy it totally does but I still I can't sing like Pavarotti oh, yet.
1: that doesn't matter <laughs> but,
0: but I trust I think, me I still have stuff in my throat that I'd like to get out right now
1: sure but I think if we try the cut dairy off on Wednesday Maybe Tuesday? I
0: don't know. <laughs> a few days before the show yeah, cut yeah, it yeah, off? Yeah. yeah, that's a reasonable we solution. We could try that
1: next and okay. see what happens next show.
0: Let's see how it goes, guys. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. you for all of your concerns about my phlegm. <laughs> I do appreciate it. Mutley. M- Mutley.
1: Mutley. I was Mutley. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> if you haven't checked out the, the movie Scoob, it went dr- because of COVID, it went mm-hmm. directly to video on demand. It, we watched it with the kids, it was really fun.
0: Uh, Mario says. Um, do you prefer Mario or Mario? Here's the thing. When I talk about the video game, I say Mario. Uh-huh. When I talk about my father, I call him Mario. Yeah. My dad was, his name's Mario. He's always been Mario. My brother is Mario Jr. Yep. What are you going to do? Lots of Marios. Okay.
1: <clears throat> I'm surprised Mateo wasn't a Mario. Why would he be? I don't know.
0: His name's Mateo.
1: But to keep up with like all the, the Marios. Yeah, but the it family. was my
0: brother who was Mario Jr. Right. Not a, me.
1: Right. True.
0: Usually you pass it on directly, Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Anyway.
1: Anyway, nobody so cares. Nicole. Nobody
0: cares. Mario wants to know about the Shaper or Origin, wondering if you had a chance to use it, had an opinion about it. <coughs> you hear that?
1: Uh, <coughs> oh yeah. Okay. You did that on purpose, though.
0: No. <laughs> I haven't ever used it, but man, have I heard good things about the Shaper or Origin. Uh-huh. Because of the good things I heard, they I have started the to like. Thing, j- right? Yeah. What?
1: The place that you can go and play with it.
0: Yeah, they have locations. I don't yeah. know if they're still open. Yeah. Uh, so I did not ever get my hands on it, but it got me to be, start to be a little bit more CNC curious uh, because I like the idea of the handheld aspect of it as opposed to like a big router or, you know, a big uh, CNC table taking up space in your shop. This is something that fits in like a sustainer. So the concept was really cool. And it was that CNC curiosity that eventually led to the Powermatic CNC coming into the shop, which then led to me not needing to look at the shape or origin anymore so from what I hear though it's pretty darn cool I mean there's people who I know who use it and once you get the hang of it it could be pretty awesome pretty 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 cool Snively you're getting a lot of uh, excuse me you're getting a lot of different uh, suggestions for the names It's Motley with uh,
1: Dick Dasterly yes Rick (laughs)
0: yes
1: (laughs) Uh, Kevin Henderson wants to know what projects are coming down the pipeline
0: well you just asked for a a dice
1: I want a dice tower a really cool dice tower. I have mm-hmm. an idea of what I want it to look like. I also want you to make uh, the replacement of that thingy, that holder. It was like cardboard, basically wrapped in fake leather that was on my dress. Oh, on my, for
0: like putting stuff. Yeah, in on it was a like a little Yeah, it's like
1: three little sure. things that I want you to make. That's a like quick and easy.
0: Yeah. Beyond that, my mom needs a table, so we're going to be doing a dining room table. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to get sick of this whole mid-century modern influence thing, but my mom (laughs) seems to dig it. Uh, So I got some cherry right here actually waiting for that table build. Um, Did you see the desk that I made? Mm -hmm. That is going to be a very long series for the free site. Yeah, Um, It's about two, so far about two hours and 20 minutes of timeline that I now have to divvy up and turn into actual digestible videos. It's a movie. You made a movie, hon. Yep. And uh, let's see. AB 123. Is there a barbecue channel that Mark has as well? Not yet. Uh -uh. I do have a barbecue Instagram account. So it's TWWBBQ. And a lot of people have been asking about, you know, whether I'm going to do a YouTube thing. I don't know. God, I have a a hard time managing one YouTube channel. (laughs) I'm really bad at that. So now I could be bad at two different channels. I'd probably be better at the barbecue than the woodworking stuff.
1: Maybe. Because it's quick. I mean, it would be like an afternoon and yeah. it's done. Mm-hmm. And if you're not done, we got a
0: I've always envied cooking shows. Like in terms of filming a cookie, sh- a cookie show, could be <laughs> cookies, a cooking show. You have so much more of a static area where you have a stove, you have a prep area, stuff like that. I am jealous of people who can film in that environment versus filming in a full shop where every shot is different. The lighting is always different. It's just a huge pain in the butt, but cooking sounds like a fun medium, like mm-hmm. a fun uh, topic. Yeah, sure. Okay.
1: Uh, oh, that's not, that's the wrong window. I'm going to get you another question. I from got one here.
0: Sorry. Oh, okay. You're too late. Apoapina says, the world needs to know in Wood Talk a few years ago, you said that you would be a cook if you wouldn't have found the joy of woodworking. Does that still apply? Well, I think we just kind of covered that. Mm-hmm. I think if, if, Something happened with woodworking that prevented me from doing it and you know documenting it. I probably would lean in pretty hard on the barbecue thing. Yeah, be interesting though.
1: Sean Cobb wants to know what is your go-to furniture hardware? Bruso usually.
0: Yeah, I mean Bruso when they have what I need. Bruso has a very limited selection of hardware, but they are one of the best and you know also one of the priciest. So wait for a sale. They always have yearly sales or seasonal sales. Uh, but Brusso is fantastic. If you just need like good quality, high end uh, hinges, they've got some pulls. They've got like a couple different things. Good quadrant hinges, knife hinges. If you're just looking at like standard cabinet hardware, uh, you know, I'm not too picky about things like drawer slides and Euro hardware, things along those lines. Uh, look at Horton Brasses. That's another place where you could find some things that you may not find in the, the Bruso line, but still good quality. Um, I've gotten a few things from them in the past.
1: Oh, I like their uh, hammered. I like that.
0: <clears throat> so it's Horton, H-O-R-T-O-N, Brasses. Like Horton here's a Who? Yeah.
1: I'll put a link in the chat. Okay, I got to
0: answer Michael Donovan's question. Okay. Michael Donovan, you look like you have one hell of a beard, my friend. Look at that thing.
1: <laughs> I would have a challenge making a mask for him. <laughs> would
0: could, it work? It, what, do you have to would make be, one with a little, yeah. like a little satchel would for have the to, beard.
1: I would, could use a. I guess I could use elastic on the bottom and it would, so to like tuck it. So in. So
0: it has to go under yeah, the beard to I like would, get to his neck. Like, yeah, tuck that bad boy in. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I've seen people yeah. do the whole like they complex roll it, yeah. rolling and tucking and yeah. getting their. Oh, anyway. You got. You, he
1: talked so long that his super his question
0: left the his, his super chat left the screen. Sorry about that, Michael. Okay, Michael says I'm buying a router table and would like to hear your opinion on doing a standalone router table versus table saw extension wing. Also, what would you, what what brand would be your top choice? All right, so standalone I think is always better. The problem is not everybody has the space for a standalone router table. It's a lot of, you know, square inches to dedicate to that one particular task. But I think it's better because you have full mobility around it. You can move it around wherever you need it to go. Uh, you've got lots of options in terms of uh, brands. If you wanted to get like an Incra, uh, Craig, Jessam, there's there's just a ton of different brands. I think on a table saw, it's the better solution when space is a premium, right? If you don't have much space, well, that extension wing on the table saw is a perfect place to put something like a router table because now you could have a dual use fence where both sides of it, one side for the table saw, the other side can be used for the router. Uh, And it just is a place where it's kind of just collecting crap anyway. (laughs) My extension wing right now it just has tons of crap on it, right? <laughs> so you may as well do something useful with that space. So I am very much in favor of utilizing that space if space is tricky for you. Um, but I do think your options, your accessories, what you can do with it will be a little bit, you know, less than what you would have with the independent router table. Uh, also, the things on top of it is... Kind of a compelling reason not to do it because stuff always ends up there. And then every time you go to use the router table, you're like, oh God, okay, let me put these 14 things away. Um, that's what I would have to do right now if I had a router table there. So, you know, if you're if you're really diligent about cleaning your shop, you might not have that problem. So uh, if space is a concern, do it in the extension wing. If not, go to standalone. Uh, right now I, I roll with a uh, Incra. I went from a Jessam to an Incra. Jessam is great. Incra is great. Just look at the feature set. Incra is like super detailed. You can really dial in to the nearest thousandth. And let me tell you, there are times where that's a nice feature, right? Just being able to turn a dial and you're going tick, almost an imperceptible amount of movement, right? Just a thousandth. Uh, Incra is pretty fantastic for that. But Jessam makes a great router table. In fact, some of the components that came with my Incra setup are actually uh, relabeled Jessam parts like the, the master lift, right? So Justin's great. Craig makes some good stuff. Rockler actually has a lot of Rockler branded things in their store that I think would be a little bit more budget friendly. Check those out. And of course, uh, chat room, if you have any suggestions, um, let's give uh, Michael his $14.99. Oh, control. that was nice. Hopefully that was a good answer. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> I got to put your back into it. Yep.
0: What else?
1: Uh, let's see. So did you get Adam's question? Mm-mm. Okay. Adam did a super chat and he says, would Rubio Monaco work well on the gamey dining room table or would you u- suggest a different finish? I'm using Sapili. Sapili. Is that how you say Sapili?
0: Sure. All right. uh, yes. I think Rubio is fine on any project. You have to understand what Rubio is and what it isn't. Right. And as long as you understand that it is a very natural light duty finish, this cutting board was finished with oil and wax right? It's not real shiny. It looks very natural, but it still looks like it's got finish on it. This is the visual impact you're going to get with something like Rubio. It's, it's matte. And then if you use their universal, uh, what is it? The, um, is it? Yeah. Universal maintenance oil. Uh, That adds a little bit more sheen, but it's still not shiny, right? So if you're okay with that look, then you're golden. If you're okay with the fact that it's not going to be super protective, it will protect from some spills and moisture you know, probably a little bit of heat and very little abrasion protection though because you're not putting a film on top of the wood. It's just a hard wax oil that's kind of curing within the fibers of the wood. So scratch resistance is really something that comes down to the wood species itself. If it's a soft wood species that dents, it's still going to dent if it's got Rubio on it, right? So, It's mostly a thing of repairability. So Mm -hmm. I have Rubio on a kitchen table. It's the kitchen table that my kids play at, that they write on, that they they just abuse. They beat it up, They do beat it up. So when it comes time to uh, do a little bit of repair, that's an easy thing to do with Rubio. Not so easy when you have a film finish on there.
1: Uh, Let's see. I think I had a question. Scott. Did did I already do Scott's? Yeah, I did. I already did that one. Um, I got a question here from Jeff. Sorry, Kat. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jeff. How do I stop the bearings from router bits from making lines and veneer? Try tape and it doesn't stop it, speaking of paper backed veneers.
0: Okay. Bearings from router bits making lines and veneers. Tried to tape it, doesn't stop it, speaking of paper backed veneers. So you're trimming the veneer? Is what's going on? How is the bearing <coughs> excuse me, how is the bearing in contact with the veneer directly. I guess if the whole piece is veneered. All right, either way. Uh, Sometimes the bearing can get stuck. Sometimes it can get a little bit of dust in it if it's not freely moving, you know, as you're pushing it across the edge, you can get a little bit of friction um, that's creating that sort of, it's almost like a burn line or an indentation. Um, He says, I'm
1: using, I'm just flush trimming edges and the bearing is making nasty indentations in the veneers which is destroying the veneer.
0: Okay. You know, sometimes a new bit That might be something to look into. Uh, Sometimes the bearing just isn't cooperating. If it grabs and it's not, just like I said, freely. So the bit can spin, but the bearing is just sitting on the work. So there's two things that's going to happen. One is the bearings getting a little bit stuck. So it's spinning at the same rate as the bit. That's causing a little bit of friction and a little bit of burning. Uh, The other thing that can happen is sometimes when we put too much pressure on there, the bearing is maybe not spinning, but you're actually pushing really hard, trying to, you know, maybe you got a death grip on this thing. You're pushing across and you can cause dents that way if you're not careful. Um, so again, if you can't free up the bearing or you can't easily replace the bearing, maybe try a different bit. See if that helps.
1: Michael Donovan said, thanks man. Just delivered a big job. So I figured I'd share the love. Uh, and then Jeremy, Spent, thanks, dude. Jeremy Spence in the chat also gave him some feedback too. So he Oh, good, him, good, good. So... Uh, do you see, see you have a little bit of a delay so scroll all the way down for you <clears throat> oh yeah
0: well I got stuck on a couple oh, yeah. of questions Super Chat so.
1: just came in for you
0: from John John okay first many of us want a Babinga shirt
1: <laughs> that you're wearing <laughs> oh okay somebody asked where we get our shirts all over the place honestly Kohl's Walmart yeah. Target uh, the Star Trek shirt that I got you was one of those wonderful Facebook ads yeah, that some fed internet to me place. it just depends okay
0: so yeah, the Babinga shirt, we could probably bring another run in. When your mom a gets limited here, time run.
1: we're going we're to revamp our whole t-shirt operation when your mom gets here so we can actually mm-hmm. start
0: doing t-shirts again. That sounds good. Yep. Okay, and the second question is a big boy set of chisels. Which set do you suggest? I've gone through some chisels. <laughs> it's chisel, weird. Chisel, chisel. Chisel, chisel. <laughs> the, the thing with chisels is what do you really need You need a set of chisels. It doesn't matter what brand they are. It doesn't matter when they were made. It doesn't matter what color the handle is. A set of chisels, learn to sharpen. Some you'll have to sharpen more often than others, but they all work, right? It's fine. If you're looking to really upgrade the set of chisels because that's what we do sometimes in woodworking when we have a little extra money and we want something nice, then you start to look into these other things. I just want to say that because I don't want people to get the impression that suddenly when they get a expensive set of chisels, their woodworking is going to improve. Uh It's not. If you can't sharpen yet, you don't know how to to hone a fine edge. You're still going to get bad results, right? Regardless of the price of the chisel. I've got a set of Amazon basics chisels over there that I bought specifically for when we do like a beginner series uh, on the show And I had to use one of the chisels recently to do something in this desk project. And I was really impressed. Like once it got honed up and sharpened, I mean, I also had to to destroy it by grinding the sides. That was the reason I used it, but it sharpened up perfectly fine. And I used that chisel throughout the entire project to do through mortise and tenon joints. And it worked great, you know, and that is a, it was 20 bucks, a little bit more expensive now. It was on sale, but it was 20 bucks for a set of four chisels, right? And, And it worked fine. So anyway, all that said, I am right now using Lee Valley's chisels, the PMV 11 chisels. Uh, Those are pretty fantastic. They hold an edge for a really long time. Uh, That's going to be my recommendation, but there are so many other ones out there. If you want a more budget conscious, you know, choice, you got uh, the Narex chisels. Uh, Two cherries is a decent brand. Lee, I used to have them up here. It was easy to refer to them. Uh, Lee Nielsen's chisels, are pretty fantastic and even the Stanley Sweetheart set of chisels, the, the newer one, kind of look like the Lee Nielsen, actually. Uh, those are pretty darn good chisels too and they're a little bit more budget friendly. Hmm. So you'll get lots of recommendations from people when it comes to chisels. Okay. Honestly, find a handle that you like the best. <laughs> Go with that. <laughs> uh, Jason,
1: uh, sp- Spenny said that the Narx basic chisels have been very good to him. Oh, good. This steel is probably a one, so it doesn't last forever, but super easy to sharpen. Uh, let's see. I got another question. It's almost time to wrap it up. Uh, Ellie rup-a-dop, rup-a-dop. wants to know if you have any updates on what project will be done using the budget-friendly set of tools. We have a list of projects. So, like... I have three, I think. A quilt I bet... A quilt rack. A quilt rack, um, Or a blanket Rack, ladder, or whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh, One was that little cubby holder, right? So it's like a a wooden structure that is meant to hold those fabric or woven cubbies, right? You might put one in the bathroom or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 one of those.
0: Honestly, what was the third one? Yeah,
1: I don't remember, but my little um, bathroom thing could be one of them.
0: Oh, the third one was a collapsible bookshelf. Oh, yes. Remember that? Oh, yeah, because I had that
1: in... A bifold or trifold
0: support with shelves that go in it?
1: My science teacher gave me one after I graduated high school, and I took it to college with me, and it was great. Mm -hmm. I had it forever until you made me throw it away.
0: Well, old things suck, Nicole, and I like to get rid of (laughs) it. Get
1: out of here.
0: (laughs) Old gross things... You're terrible. ...are terrible. Okay. You're terrible. Uh, let's see. Hey, hold on, hold on. I got to answer this. Have you considered doing an all hand tools project a la Paul Seller style? Nope. <laughs> Honestly, I, I get, I do get this question quite often. Um, generally speaking, I do the kind of woodworking that I enjoy, right? That's for me what this is all about. If I don't enjoy it, then that kind of translates into the content that I produce. I don't enjoy all hand tools projects. Yes, it's more challenging. and That's why some people love it. But it's not something I love. I like using hand tools very strategically in my work. I also love my power tools. So honestly, unless it was part of some weird challenge that I felt like taking part in or something mm-hmm. like that, I don't see myself anytime soon doing an all hand tools project. And I don't think people come to me expecting that, right?
1: Did you, te- did you tell people what you're going to be doing? Like the every two weeks thing?
0: Did you announce um, that? I think we briefly briefly alluded yeah. to it last yeah. week that we're you, trying to do more. So you have a new content. video we have a
1: new video on the channel and we're up to date on Amazon. So if you happen to watch the show on Amazon, mm-hmm. we're completely up to date there. Yay! Yeah. Um, but the last video was the bed.
0: The bed video, and now I've got the desk project. Again, well I said it before, it's about two hours of content. Still haven't decided where I'm going to chop that up mm-hmm. to to put it out on YouTube, um, and I may have so many videos from that project that I have to go weekly mm-hmm. until I kind of get caught up, and then I will resume trying to do at least every two weeks. Every if I can, two weeks on the free side.
1: What? Like planning? What?
0: What the two week thing? <laughs> two weeks. Two weeks. Uh You swinging at gnats? Or yeah. Something?
1: What's what the gnats? I feel like there's gnats all over the place.
0: Maybe someone left fruit out. Yeah. Maybe. Could be.
1: There's probably like. A banana peel in the corner of a shop.
0: I put that there. just. <laughs> I want someone to slip on it. Old school comedy. Uh, uh,
1: Nardig Game. Games. Is that how you say it? Narodig? Uh, Nar- Narodig. I have recently fallen in love with the concept of French cleat storage system in a shop. Sure. Is there any major downside that I should be concerned about?
0: Yeah. Crap fallen. <laughs> Stuff falling off the wall.
1: I mean, you used to have it. You have an old video yeah. that shows how to make well, a French cleat the system. Re-
0: because I invented it, Nicole. No, you didn't. I did. I was Stop the first it. person to make a video on the YouTube. Therefore, yeah. I invented okay. it. Okay. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so yeah, the French cleat storage <laughs> system is a really good option, very versatile, easy to make. Uh, I think if you do a little bit of research and you see what people do for how they construct something that hangs on there, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. You can't just simply put the cleat on the back of anything and expect it to be safe and secure on the wall. Sometimes you have to have parts that are a little bit longer, you know, so it doesn't have a chance to fall off necessarily. There are just things you can do. So it is, it's a great storage system, very versatile. You could just kind of run a track around your whole shop. You could hang cabinets off of it. You could do all kinds of stuff. So you're going down a a good path here. I think the French cleat system is pretty good. Just learn the ins and outs of it and the to-do and not to-do so that you don't end up with something that just falls off because it wasn't secure enough.
1: All right. All right, we're good? Yeah, I think so. So uh, if you are a Patreon supporter, uh, you have access to our after show which is basically more casual conversations. Mm -hmm. We talk about video games. We talk about Star Trek. We talk about movies. Kids. Kids. A lot less woodworking, but we still talk about woodworking. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to put a link to the Patreon post. But if you, we had a a lot of people sign up for the YouTube memberships too. So if you go underneath the community tab on the Wood Whisperer page. um,
0: You know that tab that you never click on? (laughs) Click on it now. Go there.
1: Click on it now.
0: Or the one that you never knew was there? Yeah. (laughs) Go find it.
1: I'll put a link to the community tab in the chat so it's easy for you to find the after show video. And we'll be doing these every week. We do them every week. Some of the social
0: stuff on YouTube, I'm wondering like, is it successful? Like how is this working for them? I see people who do regular stories, basically the same thing as like an Instagram story, Mm -hmm. but they do it on a YouTube platform. And I go look at it. And it's people who I know have a massive following. Right. And there's like, 20 views on the story (laughs) and one comment. (laughs) Like I don't know that people who use YouTube Uh are there for that. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that stuff works.
1: Stoff wants to know if you can recommend a good mask for both dust and fumes. The 3M.
0: Yeah, if you can get it. Yeah, you might not be able to get it right Um, now. Because of COVID, a lot of these things are limited and difficult to source. 3M6500 is my favorite respirator. You can have standard, they're usually pink cartridges for particulates. That's dust uh, and you could put on organic filter cartridges in place of those. And then you'll get a little bit of dust filtration, but also organic vapor relief. Did you
1: say 6,400?
0: 6, 65. The 6,500 is the quick release version, which I really love because sometimes you're working, you got your mask on, you just want a little sippy, sippy of coffee. Uh-huh. So you go, bleep, oh, wait. take a sip of coffee. Oh, it looks like you can. Maybe.
1: It looks, I mean, it says, I normally I don't see add to cart. Yeah.
0: on Amazon, since March, really, yeah, um, those masks have been limited to frontline workers. Yeah, it says add to cart. So it looks like they're available. Oh, it now. does
1: say that you have to verify that you're a professional or a commercial user.
0: But well, you know. I guess if you could verify, oh, okay. Well, yeah. we're we're a business account, so yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it's, it's already, different. Maybe they'll see something different. Yeah. Anyway, still a little hard to find.
1: A little hard to find.
0: Okay, so
1: but it's a good mask.
0: Yeah, I know. Mike, Mike says that the uh, YouTube Stories update does show in the feed. But is anyone watching them? Right. (laughs) People with audiences much larger than mine are barely getting any traction in there at all. I just don't know if people are used Ah, to seeing it it. and clicking on it and actually watching it. That's maybe not why they're on YouTube.
1: Someone told me that the, the link that I put up for Patreon goes to last week's post, but that doesn't seem
0: right. Well, you know what? Nicole's new at this. You guys got to cut her some slack. Uh,
1: I'm not new. I am I purposely make sure. I'm joking. Yeah, it says, wait, click on the video.
0: <laughs> yeah, click on the video. I'm just joking you.
1: You're just joking me. Okay, anything else before we Don't be joking
0: me. <laughs> I am going to try. It's got to be a little bit of work between now and then, but I'm going to try to get the first video in the series for the desk. Try to get that out on Sunday. Sunday is going to be my release day. Uh-huh. Not because it's the best time to release a video, but because if I don't have things done by Friday, it gives me a couple more days to get things done on the weekend. So there oh, you go.
1: For some reason, oh, the inside part. Mm-hmm. I could have swore I fixed that. Okay. I'll fix it now. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah.
0: Thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. Hope you have a great weekend and we'll see those of you who are members and uh, Patreon people. Uh, we'll see you in the after show. Yay. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. <laughs>